The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. I just had some almonds. Mm. I'm not a big nut guy. Like, mm. Aside from like salted peanuts at the fair, just not, not my thing. Salted nuts. Aside from being a nut yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Ooh. All right, mm. those are explicit rating for the day. Mm. I called you a nut. It's not explicit. We're talking about Gleep's nuts. No! <laughs> no! 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 I texted you guys from from line at Costco where I purchased these macadamias. Ooh, well, that's right. I saw that. I was very yeah. Dis- I was very disappointed that Sam's does not have bulk almonds. I mean, come on, really? Really? Wow. How do you not have bulk almonds? They have bulk how- everything else, but not almonds. Very. I wonder if that's like a regional thing because uh, we you can't <laughs> you can't throw a macadamia without hitting an almond tree around here. Hmm. No. <laughs> But no macadamia. I mean, macadamias, I think, only grow in Hawaii. Isn't that correct? Yeah, sure. Let's say that. I like the sound of that. Let's go with it. Okay. Well, guys, it is week two of the Free Jackson. Free Jackson? Free Jackson. Everyone should. Free Jackson for everyone. Uh, The Free Jackson hostage drama. Uh, we asked that the Van Duel send us one of those pictures, you know, with the prisoner in front of the newspaper, the so we know life. that he's still okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, Van Duel don't have newspapers, uh, so there went that idea. So. We expect something to be resolved soon, and we really, really hope. We're hopeful. Yeah, we're we had to tell them the picture next to the space goat actually doesn't tell us anything <laughs> besides a really funny picture. Or I guess the space goat. Had to be. Yeah, because um, it's wearing a helmet. <laughs> right. Uh, we're hopeful for Jimmy's return to the show next week. Godspeed. Um. So, guys, how are we doing? How you been in the last seven minutes? A lot, you know. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Seven minutes makes all the difference. Slipping <laughs> deeper really and does. deeper into the airsoft shopping pages. Yes, yes. It's, it's a bad thing. We've it's lost a bad Ace. Time. His his D and D is going to take quite the hit. No. <laughs> Come back to us, Ace. Come back. Today is still Mark twentieth, twenty nine, forty seven. We are those guys with ships, and this is the Verse Cast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. This is Marcusode number one hundred and forty six. So this is it, guys. Next time when we come back to do it again, it will be the month of April, and there ain't no one here whose name rhymes with that. We need to savor the marketness. The marketness of it all. It's true. Mm. It really is. It'll have to be. Yeah, because Asosode just doesn't sound nearly as good. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, what do you do with Gleep? Yeah, I mean, really. What's... That's Gleep Timber. Ooh, I like that. Gleep Timber. Gleep Timber. Yeah, I can. If I get that time machine working, I'm going back and and yeah. talking to them Roman guys. What give us all the names? Gleep Timber. Gleep Tober. Gleep Tober. Like that. Yeah. 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 I think there's we're a, onto something. There's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, guys, um, I thought we would talk tonight a bit about a conversation I had with one of our friends, Amontillado. And by conversation, I mean we texted at each other because that's, you know, it's, it's 2947. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You, yep. Is is you uh, is you flail your thumbs at one another and you call that communication? <laughs> flail my th- wow! I love that. It's fantastic. But it's true. So <laughs> it is. It is. So I'm I'm calling this segment my dinner with Amontillado. Um, and uh, you guys you guys aren't old enough. You see, if Jimmy was here. He might be old enough to remember. You guys don't remember, do you? No. You know, it sounds familiar. Um, my dinner with Andre. No. No, that one doesn't know. Mm, yeah. I was the you know dinner with a vampire, but hey, whatever. Mm. Uh, starred Wallace Shawn and some other guy. <laughs> Wallace Shawn, of course, you do know from the Princess yes. Bride. So mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, inconceivable that guy. So never going on death from the Sicilian is on the line. So all the jokes I had written, you're not going to get. Unfortunate. Well, you know, save them for later, or tell them anyway. Just let us know when we <laughs> Someone, should laugh. Just, you know, some portion of our audience will be like, "Yeah, that joke was meant for me." I have the you know, like the the applause sign up above the uh, the the stadium here uh, where we record. <laughs> eat at Joe's. Eat at Joe's. Exactly. So anyway, following up on our conversation from a few weeks back, um, to do with the character creation in Star Citizen, or what we what we know about it, what we're expecting for it. Um, uh, all our hopes, all our dreams. Uh, Amontillado um, uh, blew up my celly about a week ago with uh, an interesting series of questions and statements. So I thought I would share with you a transcript of the conversation first, and then um, and then we can uh, discuss it. Uh, all the uh, all the interesting uh, aspects of Ooh. the of the uh, of the uh, the information we uh, we created between the two of us. Um, so uh, he started this out. He said, um, the question I have been asking CIG for some time now, with no answer, uh, by the way, um, is, will we be able to save our character creation settings to a file? Um, now, uh, to this I replied, um, inconceivable. You see, you see, it doesn't work because you don't know. Well, that I, works. How does that not work? Okay. It's Princess um, Come on. Yes, yes. Uh, you have bested my giant. Um, so I replied that it seems like it should be easy to export um, a uh, to a text or even a binary file, uh, which can then be imported back in at a later time to the, the, the character creator, unless they don't want you to do that because of death of a spaceman. Now to this, Monty replied... It doesn't. It does seem like it should be. Like it does seem so. Um, I've played other games that have this feature, um, but will CIG think it worth it uh, to include this uh, this functionality in Star Citizen? Will Chris consider it a way to bypass the his Chris's desired death mechanic? Uh, and he said, from a role playing perspective, I'm not going to be satisfied with my character dying at some point, not of my choosing. Storytelling and intercharacter relationships require more control of the situation to be fun. Also, I have this notion of having a ship crewed by a bunch of NPCs that look just like the characters of a number of my friends, thereby allowing them to Agent Smith into those NPCs in order for us to have a single ship crew RP experience. We will need to be able to save and share character files to make that happen. Um, so I replied back to him. I said, these are good points, though I think I disagree about choosing when your character dies. 
And I gave an example. I used to have a, I used to, to tabletop game with a friend who, when his character died, would insist upon retconning the encounter. Retconning the say that. <laughs> you got this. Retconning the encounter so that uh, the bad thing never happened. Um, and I and uh, it wasn't worth the arguments that we got into. So and I, I felt in the end, um, in the end, I don't I don't tabletop game with him anymore. Um, but I felt like it made uh, the play, you know, less less rich, um, you know, because my thinking is that death, like life, happens when you're making other plans. Uh, though maybe they can make it a server level thing. So um, for private servers, you can save import export uh, to uh, your heart's content. And so Monty replied to this uh, regarding the death and role playing uh, in regards to a tabletop game. I largely agree. Uh, the dynamic there is very different, though, or can be. In a massively multiplayer online game, your characters are the connection. They are the stories, they and their stories are the glue that often hold your social connections together. Those connections and those stories, if they are valued, should not be uh, at the whim of a game system that cares not a whit or exist at the, at the mercy of some gankers. Uh, so pouring your heart and soul into the life of a real character shouldn't be prematurely ended because your ship blew up. Uh, those guys with ships is set up differently. It's player-based and doesn't have that in-fiction reality. But what if those guys with ships was in a game, um, in was an in-game medical service, and Dr. Gleep, hey, that's me, uh, was set up as the in-fiction CEO of the business. Dr. Gleep dies and player Gleep is no longer the leader of the group. So he's asking, you know, so how, how, how would that work? And, you know, for, and I didn't say this, I can't remember what I said at the time. It's probably here somewhere. Um, he said, uh, I, I, but how I feel about that now is that I'm totally okay with this, and I, and I expect it to happen, actually. Um, I'm looking forward to the challenge of stuff like that happening because it's going to force me to um, – uh, expand my in-fiction story. I mean, I, I have a, a character, I have an idea for my first couple of characters, uh, what's going to happen uh, to them, their backstory, you know, so it's going to be like an ongoing narrative sort of thing. Um, so then Monty continued, he said, in in the various RP-centric groups that I have belonged to and led, the game itself is often there as almost a side activity. The game is a tool that, to one degree or another, is used to support the role-playing. Sometimes those tools are even in the way and must be creatively circumvented. I totally get that. Totally get that. It's, it's you know that's uh, why different gaming systems work to um, work to varying degrees, dependent upon what you're trying to get out of it. Games with more tighter rules, you sort of need if you if folks are not as comfortable with the role play aspect. Other other groups of people who are more experienced role players. Oftentimes, the rules just get in the way and uh, lead to unnecessary strife. Strife at the table. Um, and so I responded to him. I said, I understand your point, especially with regards to ganking, because, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, perhaps some of that can be mitigated by the number of deaths the player gets before they are dead dead. Um, I still think the ability to essentially clone your PC over and over detracts from the overall progression of the game. And so then he responded, and this is the end of this, he said, that's true. Changing your character over and over again does strain against the progression of the universe. The flip side is that setting is that the setting and story are there to serve the players, not the other way around. 
And specifically, I'm not there to serve CIG's narrative. However, it may turn out that Star Citizen and its mechanics simply create a new dynamic and the way that many tend to role play in MMOs will change to fit it. So guys, what do you think? Do you think, um, uh, I know there's a lot here, but um, do you think that we should be able to save off our characters? Uh, the... You go first. Yeah. Did you say you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. Uh, do I think it's a cool idea to have the Mass Effect, um, you know, save your character hash thing that then you can put in something and have it regenerate that same guy again? Or, uh, cosmetically? Yes. No problems with that whatsoever. People want mm-hmm. to look a certain way. They want to stay a certain way. Fantastic. You know, they're, I can't tell you how many people you see. You say, that guy is definitely that guy's kid because he looks exactly like him when he was 20. Perfect. No problems with that whatsoever. Do I think that, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, the whole rabbit hole you went down, um, I have to admit I'm kind of on the other side of Monteado, but I do know people that are very, very RP-centric and really get into that aspect and you're absolutely right the uh, the rules get in the way for them mm-hmm. so I would argue I believe there are room for there's room for both mm-hmm. uh, if you are that concerned about losing your character then play like you would in real life or pretend like it's real life in which case you would never go anywhere that's unsafe unless you were you know you just wouldn't do it right S- stay on Terra stay in the main system, whatever. Uh, truck stuff back and forth for 20 years uh, from the moon to Earth. And that's mm-hmm. what you do for your entire life. If that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. If you want to RP a dangerous person. you know. You, the thing is, with role-playing, if you're going to role-play to the extent which he's talking about, pretend like it's real. Okay? Yeah. It, it, if you decide to be someone that, takes, that has a risky life, well, guess what? there's a reason there aren't that many people that do risky things like that. Right. You know, pirates, turns out, don't live very long. You know, Mm -hmm. mercenaries and soldiers, turns out, a lot of them die. That's what happens. That is real life. That's how that works. So, Mm -hmm. if that's how you want to role play, you want to role play one of those situations, or in D&D, if you want to role play a guy that goes in dungeons and kills monsters all the time, guess what? They die. A lot of them do. That's what makes them hero. The ones that live... You know, the, the ones that, you know, it's one of those, oh, what's the word? Uh, kind of like the old war dog types of things like that. The ones that live are broken and beaten in, in you know, in, in for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, you, or for this game, you know, it would be, they'd be, you know, half machine at that point if they're still alive. Uh, right. You know, full of arthritis and can't move at all. But the hell, they have great stories. Mm-hmm. Or he can live forever as the truck driver and RP that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I say that. Ace? Well, it's funny that you that, that we mentioned this because I was one of those role players for a long time. Um, I mean, I, I was on uh, I was on uh, what was the server Shadow Council in World of Warcraft, and I had an RP guild and we had RP uh, meetings and we went out and we did stuff together. And but you're right though, like we could go into Ice Crown Citadel and die because we got swarmed by mobs. I don't have to worry about it, how it would affect our RP character, because we were out there just playing the game by the game mechanics. We weren't worried about the RP at that moment. You know, right. we got back to town, it's what you focused on. It's not a question. But, but you know, I, I, I like the idea that um, if you... If, if we see RP in Star Citizen in what is a permadeath environment, 
um, that it may change the nature of RP, that there may be a society uh, of role players who RP in, in no, uh, low sec, I guess for, for you know, to, to, to take a term from, um, Eve. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. Eve. You know, that, that recognize that life is not permanent and that is mm-hmm. just part of the culture for living out there. Right. Um, but, and, and you know, there is something to be said for the people who you need, you know, in, in World of Warcraft, it was mentioned, you know, I, I remember hearing about this, you know, you need the Care Bears. You need the people who are out, who doing the low sex stuff because, or the high sex stuff, because they're what keeps the bulk of the economy running. Right. You know, if all of us were Dungeoneers, then who is feeding the Empire with grain and cattle you know we're all if we're all out clearing dungeons then nobody is feeding the rest of the, the rest of the society sure mm-hmm. um, and and there is something to be said for those people and and that's important to keep in mind is that that there is a place for both of those types uh, in society and certainly in gaming societies uh, and certainly I feel like in RP that there will probably be uh, some who RP out in the vast wastes and if they do, Hopefully, like you said, Mark, that they'll be willing to accept that life out there is not permanent and be willing to RP that way. They're like, yeah, I'm out here. Let's do our thing together. And if one of us dies, well, it's what we signed up for when we came mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to it. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my character, most of my characters will, will be combat-based. You know, it's the thing that I do. So if I ever decide, if and I, and I may, if I decided to do some RP while we're playing Star Citizen... Those characters will be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a combat pilot. My, my, you know, my days are always numbered. I expect that. So, but, but I do the things that I do because I love to do them. I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. talk to World War II pilots. The, they flew into combat knowing that if they got shot down, there was a strong chance they may not be able to get out of their plane. When, it, but they did it because it was important that they did it. And, but they lived with that experience, that belief, you know, that feeling like, yeah, eight of us might go out today, and four of us might come back. But you know, well, yeah. Old, so that's the price you pay. Can we think of another game where it's had um, a similar situation? Another MMO where if your character dies a certain number of times, be it one or many, uh, that it's gone forever. MMOs. I. I mean, you M- had yeah, MMOs. I don't. I can't think of any that yeah. come off. I mean. There was the what was it? I mean, was it Ark? No, so you had the Ark Age, things like that, uh, where yeah. you could where you could lose everything. Someone could take yeah. literally everything from you, which I would argue is very similar. What was that game that you guys played for a long time that involved the rope hanging and uh, uh, sort of a medieval game? Oh, I would early uh, King Realm of Kings or something like Kings that. Yeah, I didn't actually or... play that one. Yeah, I didn't play. No, no, that was just yeah, but a... something like that. Yeah. But, but I think that's largely... Games. I think that's a survival game... Mechanic. Right. Mechanic yeah. is what it is. And there... Right. However, it seems like... And that's what... This one is... Taking that and doing a light version of it. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. You know? Well, but you're coming you know, back in those... You're coming back as the same character. You just... You, you've lost your stuff. You come back broke, but you're still the same character. There And there, are, there haven't been... With the exception of maybe That's Second true. Life, I cannot think of a game or a game system of any kind that expressly uh, uh, worked to support role players, like by design. Right. You know. Well, um, Second Life, there was no design. <laughs> yeah. Well, but my point being that that 
the, part of that was that you, know, you could yeah. Yeah, latitude. I mean, uh, some games have made some attempts to that. I mean, if you look at uh, Star Wars The Old Republic had the player housing, mm-hmm. which immediately after taking off became the center of most RP in that game was the player housing systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, people could build, because you could build, you're like, you want a, you want a, a nightclub? Build a nightclub f- with a guild room, and, and there you go. There's an RP location. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game was never designed around that. It was designed around you know sh- shooting shooting droids or or bad guys until num- increasingly large numbers popped out of them. Um, right. But that you know it was never same with same with World of Warcraft. Same with I mean Guild Wars had some of that. Guild Wars had you know you could get married. There was like a marriage ceremony that was built in game that you know aside from maybe an achievement, the real only. Uh, usefulness for that would be RP, mm-hmm. um, but the games—it was never that game's focus. You know, the only sort of RP games that are really strongly intent that we see these days are single-player ones, like Dragon Age and Mass Effect, and the mm-hmm. games that are designed for a single-player, story-driven experience, but not necessarily uh, multiplayer, group-driven story. Okay. Um, so, should we be able to save off our characters? I, think, I don't know. I think it depends. Like I said, I think it depends on the extent to which you mean save off. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I like the idea of the, the as as Death of a Salesman suggests. I like the <laughs> space death mechanic, not salesman. Death, oh, excuse it's me. Right. Very, that was the very, death of a salesman that was very mechanic for Star Citizen. <laughs> well done. It's a really dark and morose experience. Yep. Uh, uh, but the death of a spaceman mechanic. I like the idea of lineages that like. I like the idea that you could have a character that comes to be like, hey, you like if, if from an RP perspective, like if your character finally kicks the bucket and you come back as like your next character's daughter or or uh, uncle or you know, but a family relative of the, the previous character, so that you could fly out to the your aunt's uh, base for the quote unquote first time as that character and be like, hey, so my family left this note about this base what was she like and there's an rp hook for you like right it's a chance right. to, to build off that character yeah i think the, right right i think we gotta look at is in terms of rp if you really want to go down once again that rabbit hole um then you take what the game is and you make it work with that within that game within that game's mechanics just the same way you do with life you know you you, you figure out how to do it and you Work within the you know work within the rules of, uh, you know you're given and you you figure out a way to make it work. So, yeah, it, I, I feel like there's really no I really it's almost a non-argument because it, it that's what our peers have done since you know since time immemorial yeah, since time immemorial memorial yeah exactly it's always that been too. It, it's always that way you find mm-hmm. a game and and if, and if you don't have any I feel rules, like you want stakes. I think you want stakes for that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's just... There a, are no what, stakes, there's no drama. Exactly. What's wrong... Oh, good. That's a very, very good point. I think, I think it says it right there. You know, if, if there's well, no guess, risk, guess, there's no reward. I guess maybe maybe I didn't ask this question quite right. Maybe it's actually a couple of questions. So instead of saying, should we be able to save off our characters? Because in that, there is the um, the technical being able to save to a, to a file and then reinstall the character. Um, so... That and that, what that would allow you to do is down the line when it's time to replace your character, you would be able to import a character that looks exactly the same as your previous character at mm-hmm. some point in their life, 
But then there's also uh, that, that character's name. So should you be able to reinstall that or import that character with the same name? Ooh. I don't see any reason why you couldn't. I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, if the character dies, presumably you're going to recreate them in this in your scenario fairly soon afterwards. It's not like the name would like be snatched up right away, unless unless by some amazing chance you happen to get Han Solo without any numbers after it, and and when you die, you're like, <laughs> oh man, I got to get on that with a hot second, and I'll lose it again. Well, I hmm. think I think the way you look at this one is is more than likely um, there's no reason someone can't have the same name as their dad. An uncle, right? Done all the time, right? Right. And Not I think enough. on the back end, there's no reason they can't do that as well. All they do is put a hidden, um, like I said, a, a hidden nu- numeric value after that. You know, okay. I'm not really mad cow, and then I'm mad cow again. I'm mad cow again. I'm really mad cow. You know, you know, zero zero one, and then next one, mad cow zero zero two. They just hide that. You know, those those numeric values. Uh, or flowers, maybe you could be Mad Cow Daisy, Mad exactly. Cow Tulip, yep. Mad Cow Posy. I mean, there's always all the flowers. Yeah, flowers for Mad Cow. There's flowers for literary references. There's so there's so <laughs> many options, gentlemen. There really are. What I say is, uh, why why not instead of trying to make the game make you less creative? Mm-hmm. Why not uh, glory in the opportunity? That is presenting you to try a different way of RPing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I feel like this could be, I feel like it could be a real uh, revolutionary experience for role players. Yeah, if you I'm have looking a forward to it. Uh, well, yeah, okay, I definitely. I, I I personally think just for the integrity of the progression of the universe, I think that um, certainly. Absolutely, we can save off a character. Got no problems with that. But what about if you are going to um, in, import your character file uh, from a particular point in time to an inheritor? Your character is finally dead, um, and at that point, then maybe they are just you know cyborg bits for the most part. Uh, but you have a save file from when your character was first born um, uh, into the Star Citizen universe. You are able to import it. But CIG uh, imposes um, a um, uh, some sort of uh, space magic on that imported file, so that though very very close, the character is slightly different in some little way. Some so that, and I'm assuming that that they're all the the character profiles are are going to be some series of numeric values. So they'll say, okay, we're what we're going to do is we're going to import that, but. We're going to. Um, uh, you're only allowed to have, say, for the sake of argument, there are five different variables. Uh, we're going. I know there's certainly many, many more than that, but say there's only five. Say, well, you can have two of those five be the exact same value as your previous character, but the other three, they may they may be very close to the original values, but they have to be slightly different. So. Though the character is obviously related, there are some slight differences. And, as, as regards the name, what if you, Mad Cow, you don't, have to, you don't have to do flowers, and you don't have to do, you know, just random numbers, but, you know, Mad Cow the First, or Mad Cow the Second, or Mad Cow the Chaste, or uh, Mad Cow Esquire. the Just. Esquire. Yeah. yeah t- just <laughs> something Logan. That's where I'm be. a little, a little bit different. Just a little bit different. What do you think? Uh, actually, honestly, I have no problem with that. 
once again. I've, I don't have a problem with it either. Personally, my personal, I really like the idea of of character continuity. Um, did any of you guys ever play the Independence War games? Independence War One or Independence War Two? No. Old nineties mm, uh, nope. space sim flight games. Definitely not. Nope. Take that as a no. The only flight okay, sim I ever played was Tie Fighter. Super minor spoilers for Independence War Two. Uh, so uh, this is an old, old game. Okay. But one of the early on the second, the second act of the game. Uh, so your your character gets your your play as a kid. He gets orphaned. Uh, his dad dies. He is uh, he gets sent to a uh, space prison for a short while uh, for other other details. And then when he escapes, uh, he discovers that his grandmother used to be an outlaw pirate in her day and <laughs> and ends up ends up uh, finding her old base and so part of that game at the very beginning is basically discovering her history and that was one of the neatest things for me was the idea of continuity of lineage that that you could inherit the the things of your forefathers and in this case like you know the, your previous characters and they've talked about that with death of a spaceman that, that you'll inherit some part of their the previous character's reputation or, or goods when that character finally bites the you know bites the dust uh-huh. and I think that personally I like that idea a lot uh, a lot and I think that it would be neat to be able to carry that on between game between playthroughs I guess we'll call it okay um, so what do we think about Amontillado's um, stipulation of death not of my choosing or not of his choosing do you think that, that that you should be able to choose the manner of your death, of your ultimate death, or do you think that that should be no. um, something that is the uh, is determined by by the universe and your actions in it? By the universe, your actions in it, and the circumstances in which you die. Yep. If you're out in the middle of a Vanduul attack and and you were out there intentionally that way, you got to go out there with expecting that to happen. Yeah, I think the way I look at it is uh, within reason. Once again, if you're in a if if you want to have a manner of your own choosing uh, at the time that you so desire, then be the RP or once again be the truck driver that never leaves, yeah. never leaves past you know farther farther from Earth than the moon. Mm-hmm. And then you can choose mm-hmm. when and where you die. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, take risk for what it is and do what you might want to do and expect that uh, you know in the course of that you may die. Well, I mean, mm. you may not necessarily even then. Remember, in, uh, in in World of Warcraft, even if you hung out around Stormwind or Thunderbluff, occasionally there would be huge party raids where sure. yeah, and they that would still come happen. in and slaughter everybody. But, you know, but then it comes down to, you, know, you hear it coming, okay, log off, or go yeah. somewhere else yeah, safe. True. You know, right. don't be the guy right. that stays there and goes in there. And yeah, there's always a chance it's going to happen. But once again, you know, I think that kind of falls into that category of uh, that one that one guy used to game with, uh, Gleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he's afraid of stakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why are, well, okay. So, should you be able to retire a character? Say that you 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 have your your truck driving character. You don't want him to die, um, or you or say say that you have even better. You have a heroic character who has. Uh, made mighty achievements over the course of his or her career, and you want them to be able to retire um, 
undefeated um, mm-hmm. or, um, or still breathing. How's that? That's um, an interesting idea. Yeah. So should you be able to retire a character, you know, start a new one who picks up, you know, and, and inherits the um, uh, the uh, the previous character's stuff, um, and then you have you can have some sort of um, uh, option to enter into the because uh, dis- I'm assuming we're going to have access to a bio for each of our characters, um, you know, either through Spectrum or maybe some in-game MobiGlass accessible facility, but then be able to you know write a, a retirement story for your character saying you know they've gone on to a moon you know and they're now uh, they're growing um, uh, dandelions and macadamias because on earth you could only do it in Hawaii now now we've uh, we've we've improved macadamia technology such that we can grow them everywhere and now there've been macadamias macadamia technology mm-hmm. this is this is the this is the hard hitting star citizen quality you pay for yep. <laughs> uh, yeah uh i I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, technically, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be able. It'd be the same as deleting a character, really, uh, in another mm-hmm. game. I mean, you're basically saying this is no longer playable. I no longer want to have any access to this guy. I just don't want him dead. If right. I mean, I, I'm thing, happy with, with 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 the end of their story. It's like uh, tabletop gaming. I've got a series of characters that are dead. Uh, that um, I was able to choose the, the the manner and the place of their choosing, and that was um, that was particular situations in which I was able to uh, have them die a heroic death, um, sacrificing themselves for the rest of the party. I was, you know, Bruce Willis, you know, mm-hmm. in Armageddon, sure. you know, able to able to do something like that, and I. I love those characters. Those are characters I remember fondly. I still have the figures and the, and the character sheets. And, and that, to me, that's really, really cool stuff. So I think you should be able to do something similar um, uh, with Star Citizen, you know, except maybe the character doesn't have to be dead. Maybe you can save off the character and say, this is, these are this character's heroic accomplishments, and um, uh, he or she is retired, and uh, the new character... Uh, this character's inheritor has has taken up where the other character left off and failed miserably and died about a week later, <laughs> or something okay. like that. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I, okay, I think it's pretty easy. Probably, I can't imagine it being any more difficult than having a character die or just deleting a character, which I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't have. Right. Right. Okay. Well, um, one more uh, quick uh, uh, question here on this, and then I want—I do want to move on. Um, another thing that that Amontillado brought up, which I think is something that we're all uh, interested in, uh, is the uh, the smithing ability. So, uh, Monty has uh, has it. Uh, you know, pose a question. He says, "Look, I, I want to do RP with my friends. I want to be able to have their characters on my ship." Um, as NPCs, and when they become available to join me on on this mission, they're able to smith into that uh, NPC that looks just like them. Um, and so, in order to uh, accomplish that, I'm going to need to be able to import their uh, character file to create these NPCs or upload it into an NPC. Um, what I, I I think that's a really interesting idea, and I think you know certainly the technology will exist to allow that to happen. Um, but do you think that that should be something that we manage uh, in the way that we we um, uh, uh, hire NPCs or or by I guess that we manage by importing uh, files or is that something to where you would need to say okay I want an NPC that looks like Gleep at this point in time so instead of 
you know, me giving Monty a download of my of my character, him uploading it as an NPC, and then I am, uh, you know, horribly disfigured uh, in a uh, tragic parallel docking accident. Let's say, um, you know, I I I Smith in, and all of a sudden I'm not my character that I am now. I'm my character that I was, you know, a month ago when I gave Monty the file. Um, so th- that that seems like kind of like a flaw there, but. What if instead he was able to say, okay, I'm hiring these NPCs and I want this NPC to look like Gleep as he is right now. Um, do you think that that would work? I personally think it's more likely that the NPCs that we hire will be generic. Yeah. Hmm. For the sake of coding and testing and viability, I think they'll just be generic. Yeah, I think it's an interesting I idea. I, there's absolutely no chance it will happen. Yeah. I think, mm. yeah, okay. just because they're talking about finding you discrete... NPCs, having to find them and go about doing stuff. What he's talking about is picking up a random blank canvas NPC A with, you know, combat, you know, turret gunnery uh, level three on it, and then being able to import the file to change random NPC A to random NPC A with, uh, you know, with Gleep Face. Um, right. <laughs> gleep Face. Gleep Face. With Gleep Face. Well, wow. Uh, All right, then. Remember, I'm horribly disfigured. Yeah, given the uh, given the amount of immersion they're trying to do, uh, I do not see that happening in any in any way, shape, or form. Because, and here's the reason: because it will be taken to ridiculous extremes. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. We would have ships full of clown people that are all clones. You know, things like that. Uh, it's just if the character creation from some games is any indication. Yes. Yeah. It's, I just, I honestly, I just don't see that happening. Okay. Final question to wrap this all up. Should there be a difference between public servers, you know, the public when we're logging into the Star Citizen universe, and private servers? Should uh, should you have the ability on a private server to manage all of this stuff yourself so that you can set up that, um, that role play environment for you and your friends? Presuming that uh, CIG... Perf- provides the tools to manage those server systems. Yes, mm-hmm. I see no reason why not. I mean, yeah. uh, look at I mean, you look at the private servers. Uh, was it Nostalrius? The the private server that purported to be as close to World of Warcraft uh, vanilla as possible. I mean, it mm-hmm. was a complete full on on its own uh, server. But I mean, it, and it was designed with the intention of being as close to the the original thing as possible. Uh, I, you know, provided they had the code and the ability to create those things, I don't see why not. And especially if CIG provides tools to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, if it's on your own server, why not? Have at it. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. Want. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, like, that's an out. excellent idea. Yeah, we've we've solved the problem. Those guys with solutions. <laughs> oh, geez, another hashtag. Oh man, see what I did there? All yeah, right. makes me want to go swimming in a mud pit. <laughs> mud trucking. That that ladies and gentlemen is what we call a callback. Mud trucking. All right. Well, um, Amontillado, um, and I I did ask his permission before sharing all of this stuff. Um, uh, Thank you very much for that. It was a very intriguing um, conversation that you and I had, and I wanted to share it with with my my friends Mark and Ace here and uh, and everybody else. So um, I do really appreciate you um, uh, giving me permission to to do that. All right. Well, guys, um, we... um, 
and I was playing the other night with a couple of other fellows, and I think Wolf was one of them, and I can't remember who the other might have been Sorian, but um, I did uh, a question came up, and I thought it would be interesting for us to discuss it here. Um, and that question is, uh, who would want Star Citizen to fail, and why might they want uh, that to happen? So, um, first, let's uh, uh, take a step back here, and uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the pre-release reviews for Mass Effect and Andromeda. Um, now, I think it's fair to say at this point, or at the point of this recording anyway, uh, because the game has not come out when we're recording this. It's two days away. Or one day. Actually, it's tomorrow, yeah, it's tomorrow isn't it? Yeah. It's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, but people have been playing the, the pre-release copy, the, the trial version. Correct. Um, so I think it's safe to say um, that as of right now, um, the reviews are mixed and the chances of uh, of Andromeda having a Legend of Zelda-like reception are pretty low. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Um, so... Um, uh, Mark, uh, you, um, uh, you, you had uh, been one of the lucky uh, individuals to have a chance to uh, play this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, can you uh, kind of give us some, some thoughts on, on what you think? Because overall, the, the criticisms seem to be animations, storytelling, and um, what was the other one? Um, gameplay. Uh, can you um, can you briefly discuss your experiences uh, to this point with it? Okay, so let's start with animations. First off, uh, Elephant in the Room, they are terrible. Uh, okay. It really is bad. Some, okay. of the, some of the walking, it's very much, it does draw you out of the moment uh, relatively frequently when you actually start noticing them. However, uh, if you can take yourself back a few years to games, it's very good for a five years ago game. Um, okay. You know, but no, it's definitely. But having said that, it's it is bad. That's rough. But having played MMO or having played RPGs, we all know that sometimes the technical aspects of the RPGs uh, you know, sometimes lack are sometimes lacking. What really makes up for them is good story, usually. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully engaging gameplay or some of you know, the plot hooks that kind of keep you coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, having said that, animations not great. Um, character modeling also not fantastic. Uh, I don't know if there, it was some kind of maybe uh, a uh, performance issue where they were trying to push performance and needed to cut some stuff, or honestly, really, I mean, honestly, guys, the animations on these guys are just, it's its, hor- it's horrible. They really aren't good. I've, I've, I've watched some of the videos and, and footage of it, and it, oh, I yeah. mean, you guys know that Mass Effect, the Mass Effect franchise is the thing that yeah. basically I've been waiting for. Yeah, so you oh, take those... It pains me so... Yeah, you take those out, you take the animations and whatnot on a context and just look at them back to back, you know, as they're going and it looks very, very bad. Okay, so let's... Well, I'll go through all of them real quick and then we can go back over it. Um, the uh, the gameplay, uh, not too bad, really. Uh, okay. the, the combat's interesting, lots of options. Um, you don't really have to make use of all that switching around stuff that they've got. Now you can you focus on some stuff and have some fun with it, uh, as long as you're okay with having three abilities. But you know, dump all your points into three abilities, and you'll be super powerful with those three anyway. And pick your you know pick your uh, pick your group correctly, like you, you you always had to do. Make sure you guys kind of you know the the people you're picking um, are. Uh, Making you know, sure you've got your power synergies exactly. Are are works mm. you synergize well. If you will, <laughs> um, and then uh, so you know, not bad. 
the game you know, can get a bit repetitive, but it's it's a Mass Effect game. What do you do? You go explore things, you find stuff, you do the little missions, you go randomly find little Easter eggs everywhere, and you get lost, you know, doing what should have been a ten minute to get to the to the main story. You end up spending six hours going throughout the rest of the planet. Why? Because you have to find that last mining node. Things like that. That's, that's exactly the way these games have always been this way. I laugh because it hurts. Exactly. There's no difference between that and a, and a, and a Final Fantasy and any of the other Mass Effect games. And Zelda does the exact same type of stuff. Get you out there, get you lost in somewhere, and have you do a billion different things before you even remember to go back and do the storyline. Um, so that, that happens. Does that make for a little disjoint uh, disjointedness? Yeah, sure. But it also depends on how you want to play it. Okay, storyline. Uh, so far, I can tell you I've gotten... I actually, about uh, 45 minutes before we aired tonight, I got to... Or recorded, I got to the the, the break-off for the trial. Uh, there's one point in the game, they give you 10 hours, but when you get to a certain point, it's relatively decent you know, distance in the storyline, You, uh, they won't let you go any farther. Okay. Um, it's kind of you know, before a big reveal, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, there's still plenty of gameplay to do, there's still lots of places to go and do things. Uh, the storyline in and of itself, so far, uh, given the relatively newness of, uh, you know, they haven't had a whole lot of time to develop it. Um, not bad. Not not amazing. But okay. I, I don't know how to describe it otherwise. I, I still have, but I'm, I'm not really into it yet, either. I really haven't delved too far, so it's tough to tell how it's going to do. Uh, lots of Lots of side missions. They aren't any more or less compelling than previous side missions that I've done in other games. So that whole, uh, you know, that that portion of the reviewers, I really can't speak to that just yet. We'll see how it goes throughout the rest of the game. Uh, lo- I heard that some of the characters that none of the, the characters aren't lovable. There's there's nobody you really connect to. Has that been your experience? Uh, so far, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really. F- Usually, I like to sit there and kind of figure out which characters I like. You know, and then kind of go from there. And I have to tell you, they kind of threw a bunch at you right away mm-hmm. and really doesn't give you a, a good way to get connected to them just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I met an Asari girl who's kind of cute, runs around, does some stupid, you know, kind of kind of a, the, not the joker of the group, but the, the lighthearted adventurous. She's the, she the, the blue lady? Yeah. The blue lady with the, okay. with the eye the stuff. Blue yeah. With oh, the, okay. with the, with like the, the band of darker blue around her eyes. Um, okay. An interesting character. So far, that's the one that's had the most personality. Okay. Um, and we'll kind of see how it goes from there. So, you know, there's... Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I feel like it's too early to tell based on, on, on the preview. I will say that I... At work today, I did end up uh, pre, pre-ordering it, though, because I decided... <laughs> I got There you go. I got to this point, and I kind of... I'm in enough that I want to see it. And I will say that it's compelling enough that I want to keep going. I want to see how things work. I want to see where things are going and I want to see how it all ends up. So Well that's hopeful. Yeah. 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 Okay, so um um it was there. Where did it go? Oh my, it, see you see where I dropped the question I just had? <laughs> Shag carpeting. Don't do it. Oh no. We're just gonna wander away from the microphone and be like, please, please come back come back to the Where did it go? His cat ate it. Okay, so um, um, Ace, did you want to, did you want to make a because I we know you're a huge fan and we have in text been chatting about this the last few days and we know that you, you have concerns and, and you're um, you're on uh, pins and needles about this. Did you have a comment that you wanted to make uh, about uh, about your expectations um, 
going forward here, and then we'll move on and talk about why we brought this up to begin with. Can I just spend my a lot of 30 seconds quietly, awkwardly crying the microphone? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and I'll name um, the episode whatever you want if you do that. Uh, I am, oh, I so want this to be good. And, and I've watched some of the interaction scenes and, oh, oh man, are they rough. It's worse to see, like, when you compare it, like, you watch the discussions between, like, Garrus and Shepard, uh, Mm -hmm. in, in, like, Mass Effect 3. They're talking about, like, the ruthless calculus of war. And it's just, like, the conversations are very nuanced. The, 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 the the behaviors are very nuanced. The, The facial expressions are convey this sort of like uncertainty and 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 uh concern for what's going to happen and then like you watch like uh uh rider converse with her co-pilot and you're just like oh it's like oh that's it's so uncomfortable mm. um and that's the thing for me is that the the animations it feels like from what i can see as far as comparisons go the the spaces of the face that they animate with in andromeda feel like they're disconnected so like the mouth moves in a certain way and then the eyes move in a certain way but the mouth movements don't affect the way that cheeks move and crinkle around the eyes and if you grit your teeth like a like a real like you can feel your cheeks lift upwards and press up and crinkle around your eyes but if you watch andromeda like when they are when they grit their teeth nothing happens to the eyes it's like Mm. there's this triangle of emoting around the lips and like the very tip of their nose and mm-hmm. nothing else happens and it is the most disconcerting appearance uh, whereas valley it is that's uncanny valley man whereas yeah. if you watch the earlier mass effect games like their eyebrows move independently their eyes will dart the way that humans human eyes do in front of like a camera uh uh you know they'll, they'll grimace or there's that famous scene in mass effect 2 where Miranda shoots Wilson at the very beginning of the game and she has his <gasps> lip curled up to the side and like this look of disgust like well he's not going anywhere and it's mm. it's that bit of subtlety that you don't see in what I've seen so far of the animations for Andromeda and that just oh. breaks my heart okay uh, all right well let's so, let's cut it there and um you are you 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 bought the game right I haven't bought it yet oh okay well we'll I, I might this- we're going to so. record another two weeks from now, so that'll be in April um, when it's no longer the month of Mark, um, and we will we'll revisit this. Um, if you do pick it up in the meantime, uh, we'll obviously be interested to hear what an Uber fan thinks of, of what's going on. Uh, Mark, we will, of course, be interested to hear what, what you think, too, get an update from you. Uh, we know that there is not going to be a fix for the animations in the day one patch. They've already announced that. What else is going to happen over the next two weeks, we don't know. So uh, let's hope for the best on this and um, uh, pick it up uh, the next time that we record and uh, see um, see what happens. Uh, but the reason that I brought this up, and, and this is in the context of, you know, would a company, would somebody want uh, Star Citizen to fail? And if so, why? Um can we suppose, uh, and this following following up on assuming that this launch is is not going to be a raving success, um, can we suppose that the um, that a major studio would want Star Citizen to fail? Uh, might they want Star Citizen to go the way of No Man's Sky, for instance? Now, um, No Man's Sky, of course, uh, 
though it has survived its initial release failings and has been updated with some pretty cool-looking stuff, is still likely facing an uphill battle to ever achieve any kind of the long any kind of long-term success like we had hoped for prior to the release. So, now suppose if it had been somebody's intention for uh, or intention to cause No Man's Sky to fail, or um, uh, maybe uh, not fail, but to have it be less successful, um, and you know maybe not fail completely and forever, but to a significant, a significant extent in the short term, can we can we say that 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 that's what happened? What has happened? Does that make sense? So is the, is the question, do we think outside parties want Star Citizen to fail? No, no, no. Or, or no. are banking on, on the lesser success of it? Uh, is, is it possible that there are outside parties who would want this, not saying that they're necessarily taking action towards making it happen? Certainly. Without question. Okay. Do, we want to discuss, do you want to discuss the elephant in the room? Um, Where, where's the elephant? I, I don't see an elephant. Derek Smart. Like, yeah, but you want to talk about people who want the game to fail? There's no, 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 no. I think, I think Gleep, Gleep is more on talking about a, a, more where this actually falls would be publishers. Okay, right. Well, I uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, don't, no, but, but, I don't no, no. Let's think, not, I not don't go there, there at all. Is, then, if, if 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 aside from okay, well, let me let me finish. Let me finish, guy. and then we'll then we'll discuss. We'll discuss. Okay, so <clears throat> so the question would be then why why would they want that to happen? And I think uh, that. Where this question gets really interesting and is perhaps made a little bit more fun, because we're here to have fun, is an informal comparison between two very interesting personalities. And of course, Star Citizen, Chris Roberts would be the uh, the first personality, and then someone who came to mind uh, while I was in yoga class, of all places, uh, was Preston Tucker. So if you look at it, Preston Roberts, Chris Tucker, boom! There it is, Chris Tucker, done. No, okay. So, folks may know of Preston Tucker from the movie uh, Tucker the Man and His Dream. Did you guys see that movie I have with not Jeff Bridges? Seen movie. Oh, okay. Um, Mark, um, it's yes, I did. It has okay. been a long time. Yes, yes. Right answer. Okay. Uh, so the historical accuracy of this movie, we're not going to discuss that. It was a, a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Um, you know, it was entertaining. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but. Um, uh, have you guys? Do you guys know what the Tucker car is? I just remember it was something yeah. along the lines of it was basically uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Um, it more or less torpedoed. I guess would be the one what you'd use it for. Yes, um, there you go. From from the major car industry uh, in order to keep the because they couldn't compete. I think is how it went. Something along those lines. It was the car of tomorrow. Yeah, it was car of tomorrow. So um, I have seen one, uh, you know, and it's um, it was it was interesting. Um, I saw one up at the National Museum of Cars in Reno, Nevada. If you ever were in the area, I highly encourage you to go uh, go check it out. The Tucker, not the most interesting car there, but that's not saying that it wasn't interesting uh, in and of itself. But anyway, so there are some simple or some interesting simple similarities between Chris Roberts and Preston Tucker. So both have had um, and yet sometimes controversial, uh, track records of success. Now, Chris, of course, has successfully designed, developed, and brought to market several games we all know and love. Um, and Tucker had involvement in the uh, design, development, and production of gun turrets, armaments, and engines used in various craft uh, during World War II. Um, and this was prior to uh, the development of, of his, uh, his famous car. Both guys, big dreamers. 
So, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Star Citizen is the big dream that has brought us all here, and, uh, and Tucker had his uh, car of tomorrow. Um, both uh, Chris and Preston have been criticized for being uh, demanding taskmasters, and both have, um, and this is what I thought was really interesting, have been at the center of controversial project funding techniques. So, obviously, with crowdfunding, we know what, uh, what that uh, is uh, uh, relative to Star Citizen. Uh, Tucker, uh, and this is uh, sort of what led to his, um, his demise in the end, uh, ran afoul of the Securities and Exchange Commission for um, a variety of reasons, but including selling accessories and dealership rights ahead of time for the car that was not yet in production. <laughs> hmm. How does that sound? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um, in the in the Tucker in the movie, um, it was suggested that uh, the then big three automakers were um, involved in uh, sabotaging uh, Tucker because, um, and it was stated by one of the, the 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 characters in the movie that you made that car too good. That um, and the implication was that the other companies they couldn't afford to have competition like that. Um, that it would cost them millions or even billions. Uh, to uh, to retool to keep up with him, so I, I think that this is a, a, a pretty good hypothesis for why um, other developers would perhaps want Star Citizen not to succeed because what we've seen in Andromeda so far is that they they've not been successful in making the transition to the space sim genre or to into you know big space games in the same way that uh, it appears, you know, like from what we've seen in the most recent ATV with the, uh, um, uh, the, the characters, um, you know, the, you know, contrast that with what we have seen in the, uh, in the, the pre-release reviews for Andromeda. And, that, and so the Star Citizen stuff is alpha. That's, that's, that's not even a release. So, what do you think? I mean, do you think maybe that it's, it's possible that um, that uh, that there is uh, is something to the idea that uh, folks? I'm not saying that anybody's taking any action against Star Citizen, but I'm just saying that there that there can be this underlying resistance to letting the bar raise that high because you have these incredibly large companies who have. Um, uh, their plans for the future, probably for the next five or ten to ten years, laid out that they're not going to be able to that they would have to retool that to to meet the competition, which is Star Citizen. Do you want to go first, or shall I? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to believe that there isn't some hard feelings, at least regard with regards to that. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. of a major. I've never been in game production. Um, but I can tell you that having dealt with people in very large businesses, uh, it, it's all about that money. And mm-hmm. you ain't getting that money if you aren't selling stuff. And the problem is, is and it's a lot easier to sell. You know, that, There's a reason there are 14 Call of Duties. It's because it's safe. Mm-hmm. And they already have, you know, lots of times they already have the, uh, you know, the, the engines and whatnot in place. They can use them for several years. Uh, you know, get a lot, a lot of life out of them, mm-hmm. and as long as there's not something exceedingly better than what you know, they don't really have a reason to. If it's with the old, mm-hmm. you know, it works with the old consoles, 
you know, there, there's a certain lower bar in there. there the bar is extremely low on consoles. You're required to. Mm-hmm. The hardware is just not there. So yeah. now you're talking about something, you know, so when you, that makes a huge difference, you know, now, and what they're doing is just porting, they're doing cheap ports of their console game to the PC. I mean, let's be honest, how many games have you guys played on the PC and it's like it was an afterthought? Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> Arkham Knight. Yeah. Oof. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all that way. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say they're all, but it happens very frequently. And then the support just never really is there. Now, given it may not be as big a moneymaker for them. But then, mm-hmm. if you think about it, where's the money to be made? And I understand that because there's a lot more piracy and whatnot in the PC version, in the PC world versus the console world. It's a lot easier to do in the PC, obviously, and that sort of thing. And that's one of their main things. And I'm sure there are a lot more console players than there are PC, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, when the bar is so low, you're absolutely right. I think when you raise the bar up to that extent, and not to mention the fact that uh, with that kind of money, you put a production studio out of business. If no one needed production studios, there would be no produce. You know, there would be no producers, and then these guys would not make their money. Well, they have a mm-hmm. they have a ton mm-hmm. of investors uh, that want to make absolutely certain that they're successful, right. Uh, right? So, I mean, what do you do as a production studio? Yeah, of course you don't want them to succeed for any number of reasons. One, the quality level is much much higher, and then more importantly, it shows other guys that they don't really need a production studio to do things. And if mm-hmm. you look at the coast of Sony with No Man's Sky, uh, apparently it was a bad idea. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, that just totally messed them all up. So, what do you do? I don't know. Right. So I would are- say, firstly, to point out that, that No Man's Sky, I think, largely was a failure of Sony's over-eagerness to market them. Sure, yeah. They, More than they, they turned an indie, an indie game into a AAA game. Yeah. Which should have remained mm-hmm. an indie game. Mm-hmm. So why why the rush to um, to release? Because deadlines and momentum. Yeah. yeah, Sony has. I mean, they they have. It's the same reason with all the production stuff. There's the reason that, that a Mass Effect was pushed, or that there are always day one patches, because mm-hmm. the product. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, the guy that's giving you the money says you're done. We need to get this out there because we have to meet our quarterly reports. We need a you know our earnings are required. We got to show you know an increase in earnings every quarter. You're slated mm-hmm. for this quarter. We don't have anything going on this quarter. We need to bump sales. You are going this quarter regardless. Done. Right. Right. Um, right. That's the one big difference between us and Star, and Star Citizen and other games is that Star Citizen, what you know, for better or for worse, can afford to not do that. Yep. And they can afford to take their time with it in a way that a lot of other companies, like Mark said, can't do. Right. So um, they're they're locked into a development process that they can't that if they're forced to um, to redo that, that's going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. You know, I will say that I think that a lot of game companies regard Star Citizen as an anomaly. Sure. As as a as a uh, exception, not the rule. Um, and I think in the large scheme of things that it will probably largely, whether it succeeds or fails, be regarded as an anomaly. I don't mm-hmm. see many companies or game companies succeeding in the same way with the same kind of money and backing that Star Citizen has so far. Star Citizen has a, a, a pretty uh, perfect storm of developers uh, getting started with Kickstarter in the way that in the time that they did. Um, high quality content that they put out for demonstration 
uh, that that a lot of other companies. I mean, you know, look at some of the Kickstarters that have come out that since then. None of them have really managed to convert uh, their independent wealth and ability in the same way that Star Citizen has or Chris Robert has in a long in a, in a long span of things. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. Especially that that Star Citizen has moved on to mostly funding on their own now. They don't do the you know the Kickstarter technically is over at this point. Um, long time ago. Yeah, so they're all doing that stuff on their own, and they have their own system that they're going about. You know, they're selling, as much as they're selling the game, a -hmm. lot of what they're selling these days is the production and the learning and the seeing and the viewing of how that is being done Mm -hmm. uh, as much as anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't don't feel like a lot of companies are threatened by Star Citizen's business model or the way that they're designing their game. Okay, so let's... Now, what about the genre? What about the genre? So what... The, the effect of uh, uh, No Man's Sky, uh, the effect of uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, uh, the effect of uh, potential effect of a, um, uh, a less than successful uh, Andromeda launch. What does that do to the space game genre? Well, I think it definitely makes it, it opens the way for a very successful star citizen if they manage to get or, it out. Or, yeah. or does it sour people to the idea? Because the Star Citizen wants to attract AAA gamers. They they want to attract people that are you know wanting to play. They they want the they want Squadron Forty Two to be um, to satisfy. I think a, a similar uh, group of folks as um, as, as Andromeda sure. attracts. Yeah. Or the yeah or the, or the or the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Well, maybe not quite as much that, but yeah. Absolutely. So, so at, at what point do you get to? Um, and I'm not. I, and this is all just hypothetical stuff. I'm not saying any any of this is happening in the background. I mean, I uh, I love a good conspiracy as much as the next guy. Just this. Uh, just sort of. I say it, it occurred to me in yoga class. So take it for what it's worth. Um, is if the if the genre gets damaged. Then I mean, if people just lose their taste because of a number of bad releases in the genre, what does that do for uh, the long-term viability of um, of the successful games? I mean, because if you look at at, uh, at the you know Call of Duty or um, um, uh, Battlefield or you know uh, the games that you know of, of a similar genre that have have been successful in developing a market that they can go to every year and release another. Uh, another updated version. If uh, if your first few releases of uh, of a new fledgling genre uh, uh, fall flat, what happens? Those, are those people likely to be repeat customers? Uh, I don't think that that the, the the space sim genre will be affected deeply by uh, the success or failure of, of Andromeda, honestly, uh, or the the the. This, the other other space you know games that have come out since then, um, uh, I mean like again I think Star Citizen Star Citizen if it if it if it is as good as a game as we are hoping to be may actually end up reviving this, the genre in a way that a lot of their games haven't been able to do. We'll see, um, but there will always be a mystery and an interest in in space exploration uh, that that people are are gravitated towards. Sure, um, but will will that will that be able to support an audience beyond the indie? Will that be able to support a AAA audience? I think so. Okay. I think if okay. Star Wars is an indication that that you know every once in a while one of these things comes along that that really wows people. I, mean, I don't know how Passengers did in theaters, but I mean it was a a, a a space movie that 
had nothing to do with an established IP. And I don't, I don't know how well it did, but I, I imagine it did decently. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, there's just some, you know, and here, I, I need to say it again because I screwed it up the first time. <clears throat> Hold on. i got to find it. <clears throat> I can't find it. Where is it? Oh, for crying out, Pete. Oh, that Pete. He's always crying. He needs to <laughs> shut the hell up. Chris Roberts, Preston Tucker. Chris Tucker. Preston Roberts, Chris Tucker. Bam! <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you. All right. So anyway, um, I you know, and, you know, I apologize for the things that are interesting to me. Uh, Chris, I, I did a quick search on Chris and Preston to see if there had if they had ever been discussed in a similar context before, and um, uh, no, nothing. I there is no place on the internet except in these show notes. Uh, where their two names uh, appear together. So um, you heard it here first. Woohoo. All right, real quick, uh, let's wrap this thing up here. Uh, I'm going to post this in the show notes. Um, our friend Amontillado, as if he hasn't given enough already, um, he provided us with a really cool link uh, to a database of uh, 10 for the chairman uh, questions. So um, that's uh, very useful, and I'm sure we will uh, refer to that in the future, so I will post that in the show notes. Thank you again, Monty. You just keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And I want to uh, send a little GTA crew a love out to Armadan and Zatin, who have joined us recently in game. We've been playing with them and, and having a lot of fun. And um, if it's not out by now, um, hopefully a 2.6.2 will be to live soon. Other than that, um, I'm not sure uh, what else we're, we're looking forward to. I guess some information about what's next. Is it going to be 2.7? Are we going on to 3.0? I guess that, that's still up in the air. Only time will tell, I suppose. You guys, you guys got anything to, else? You guys get to enjoy the salt that is my tears from Andromeda when I finally did You didn't cry. You promised on... You promised on the last show that you would cry. Mm-hmm. You didn't cry. And wait till and wait and wait till the final things don't you know don't make there your you decisions yet. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping for a patch at some point down the line. You know, that, honestly, that improves the game. Think about this for real. Think about all the all the work the animations have taken up in Star Citizen. Those will yeah. never get patched. It will never happen. So? It's way too much work. Way too much work. Those will not get patched. Okay. Way to burst my bubble. Yeah. bubble bursting. It's like crying, but different. All right. Well, everybody, please do go to Engine. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N dot com. I've got a macadamia stuff. Hold on. Get it. Uh, Please don't make mouth noises on the podcast. Uh, this guy. Oh, it makes me so popular. Uh, be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio. It is at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our show throughout the week and Jimmy's show, Quantum Drive. Go there. Listen to it. It's good. Uh, check out the new INN. It can be found at imperialnews.network. You can reach the podcast. Our email address is comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use that hashtag, TGWS, on RSI. Our RSI, Star Citizen Organization, can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash firstcast. We're also on the spectrum at robertspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash firstcast. Steam, we are those guys with ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Some people call the rocks orbiting yellow asterids. <laughs> I think the eyes should be silent. Wow. <laughs> My name is Gleep. 
and all my contact information is in the show notes. <laughs> oh, kill Good me. night, Gracie. <laughs> Good lord. All right, well, my name is Asmin, and I have been your copilot for this train wreck. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh... You can find all my information in the show notes. I'm also most chatty here in uh, TeamSpeak. We are playing. Uh, Mark, you should know, uh, there has been an uptick in Arma play with a couple of uh, friends of mine because 64-bit just dropped. Oh, neat. Which is Is that what that patch was? Oh, my God, it was smooth. huge. It is amazing. Really? Wow. It is so nice. Hmm. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. But uh, other than that, you guys, we'll, you know, we'll see how, how Andromeda pans out. But uh, I'll check you guys. On the flip side, Mark. Hi, my name's Mark. From MadCow1001. You can find me at all the usual places that I tell you every week that no one listens to me and goes to or does it <laughs> or sends me any emails about. <laughs> so you know what? I'm done with you all. You can find me if you want me. You know where to find me. If you don't, don't pretend and then listen but not actually send me any, any lovely emails. Um, Oof, rough. Right? Stop teasing the cow. Uh, what can you say? It's, it's, this cow's a little salty this evening. Too much salt. Salty cow. Salty cow. I'm more like a beef jerky at this point. Um, <laughs> call me Mad Jerky 1001. Uh, no, uh, other than that, uh, you won't be able to find me this next week because I have Ghost Recon Wildlands to play with my normal foursome. And then I've got uh, Mass Effect Andromeda to uh, power through, as well as have a real life with a girlfriend, and, or fiance rather, and hopefully she doesn't leave me in the process. So I'm going to be really busy, and I'm also going to be looking for those asteroids. Up in yellow. You <laughs> hydrate well. Hydrate well. You and find the master. Until next time, <laughs> we are. They they pass so much. <laughs> they do. They really do. You. Okay, stop, please. <laughs> Those guys with ships, and this has been the verse cast. You guys ever had? Oh, come on! You've had an hour to remember. Oh, yeah, no, I have no idea. I don't know what it is. Uh, see you? No. Catch it. Catch it later, guys. Flip hair. This episode has been sponsored by Entercaps. They are vegan monstrosity neutral evil creatures. <laughs> 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 so great. Yeah. Can't top that.